It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 17th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about NBA 2K ratings because we're at that time of the year where NBA 2K20 will be coming out shortly, uh, in a couple of months at least, and, the, and, and we're at the dead point of the year where there's not a lot to talk about anyway. But we are going to talk about NBA 2K ratings and it's sort of what they mean and, 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 and what they're, they're kind of saying about the Magic's upcoming season and what, what at least the outside perceptions, what the predictions are saying about the Magic season. So we'll get into some of those kind of early, way too early predictions of the NBA season. And and again, where the Magic fit into this NBA universe uh, that, that's beginning to form about the 2020 season. There's, there's a lot to get into. Of course, we'll be parsing this out more throughout the offseason, but we'll get an early look about what, uh, what people generally think about the Orlando Magic heading into this season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. By searching on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here on Locked On Magic that covers the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, uh, with a local expert who knows the team best, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA, covering teams with the same level of care and detail that you find here. Want the lowdown on, I don't know, the Sacramento Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies, the you know, they just, Memphis Grizzlies actually just won the Summer League. The New Orleans Pelicans, who just introduced their new crop of players. You can find them all on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Plus, it's the summer. NFL's around the corner. There's NFL Podcasts. MLB's in swing. There's MLB Podcasts. And college sports are starting up to you. You can find your favorite college as well. You can find all these podcasts and a whole lot more, including Lockdown NBA and Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, by searching on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday saw the, or Monday rather, every day is Tuesday during the season, uh, but Monday saw the uh, the NBA, the, the, the our friends, I hope they're our friends so they can, you know, maybe give me some VC or something. Um, we saw the NBA 2K20 crew reveal the top 20 players on the roster. And, and of course, this would certainly suggest that the mag- that all the all the players, all the teams, have had their ratings set, and it's just about 
refining some things before they go to, before they ship the game out in September. Only a few months away now. And you know, the, this this is fun, of course, because this summer saw an unusual amount of player movement. And and you know, say what you want about NBA 2K as a game, it, it certainly has its flaws, and I have broken a few controllers over this, over said flaws. Um, and, and, and all that stuff, but it is part of the NBA culture in a lot of ways. The the digital versions that we see of these players is often the first time that we see them in their new uniforms. When we pick up and play NBA 2K, it's, it's often the first time that we kind of test out what these combinations look like, and I will say that, you know, for all its flaws, NBA 2K is a pretty faithful simulation of the NBA experience. So, of course, there's a lot of intrigue about it this year because so many players change teams. Uh, You know, the the NBA 2K was advertising itself um, about the the new duos that, that were around the league. Of course, they only revealed the top 20 players and the top five rookies, and so we don't know how the Orlando Magic rate in this game. We don't. And the bottom line is still a a fair criticism of the Orlando Magic, or a criticism, I don't know if it's a criticism, but a a reality of the Orlando Magic is they still lack a top-end star. They're still not a team that's going to get a lot of attention around the league. You know, I'm not anticipating the Magic having more than one, maybe two national television games when the schedule comes out in early August, mid-August, somewhere in there. This is still not a team the world is paying attention to. In fact, there's, there's probably it's you probably be hard pressed to find people who know that the Magic made the playoffs last year. And so, you know, I, I looked at these NBA two K two K ratings, and you know, at FanSided, we were somewhat encouraged to to comment on them, and 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 you know, it, we're all looking for content at this point, so this is free, easy content to, to discuss. Um. And I didn't expect to see much from this. I, I even joked, you know, thinking they were going to release the whole crop of players. I even joked that Nikola, Vuc- you know, prepared to be angry that Nikola Vucevic is not rated higher, or that the Magic themselves aren't rated higher. In fact, I'm not expecting them to be rated particularly high. Well, yes, the Magic made the playoffs. Their best players are still developing. They're, they don't have that star player. And, you know, I don't think they're a team that people are going to play with in video games. In fact, honestly, one of the bigger complaints that I had about NBA 2K was was that Shelvin Mack was still included on the Magic for some reason. Even though he'd signed with Memphis in, in the summer, before I guess before they shipped out. Terrence Ross was on Twitter actually complaining about the way he looks, saying that he hasn't aged on NBA 2K in quite some time. Got to go get that face scan, T-Ross. And so, yeah, the Magic are kind of one of those teams that got skipped. Uh, You know, actually, I think, you know, everyone jokes about the Evan Fournier look, but you had the Jonathan Isaac didn't quite look right his his first year. And so, you know, I was thinking about it, and, and, and I decided to undertake this exercise of saying, what are the Magic players going to be rated on NBA 2K20? since we don't know any of it. 
And I, I posted them up on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I'll provide a link on our Facebook page as well as on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. So definitely check, check that out. I decided to kind of guess where the players might fall. I felt like Nikola Vucevic, who started last year as an 80 and, and I think finished the year at an 88, would end up settling it at an 86. You know, typically an all-star is at least an 85. Nikola Vucevic was an all-star. So an 86 seems pretty reasonable. Aaron Gordon, I had taking a bump up from 81 to 83. He didn't make a huge leap in his game. And, you know, I don't think any, I, I think people around the league are still a little uncertain of what he is and who he is as a player. Well, I think he had his best individual season of his career. I don't think the perception around him is that great. I put, took Terrence Ross as a 79, which is probably a little bit higher. It might be a 78 or 77. Evan Fournier, I dropped from a 79 to a 78. He started last year 79. Jonathan Isaac, I moved up to 78, which is probably a bit high. He'll probably be a 76 or 77. D.J. Augustin, I had a 77. Aminu, I think I, I kept him at a 75. I think he was a 76 in, the, in 2K19. Michael Carter-Williams, I jumped up to 73, 72. Uh, you, know, you know, you could go down the line. You're looking at bench players, and Marco Fultz I put as a 73, which, again, is a little bit of a step down from where he was la- at the end of last season um, because, you know, as I've kind of told people, Marco Fultz can still play. It's not like he's hurt to the point that he can't play, but... Um, they're, they're rehabbing and making sure he's 100% healthy before bringing him back. So you go through all those numbers, and again, you see a lot of kind of middling players. I play a lot of my team, so I see a lot of gold players on this team, gold and silver players, with really just Nikola Vucevic as a, a sapphire, which is the blue-level card, and Aaron Gordon as the emerald car and card. And, and typically, I think of it this way. If you are an emerald, that means you are a surefire starter. A gold, you're looking at a high-level bench player. A silver is a reserve player. And bronze, you might as well not even use them. Bronze are kind of end-of-the-bench guys. And so the magic, just even on, on you know, and I, I think I, I, I graded on a fairly lenient curve. I, I probably overrated some players on the magic. The magic have a lot of those gold and silver players. A lot of guys who are good, don't get me wrong, good players, but not high-end players. It's still a team that lacks high-end talent, and that's a truth that we all kind of know and understand. Now, I think the Magic have some guys that are on the very high end of that. You know, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, certainly on the high end of that level. Jonathan Isaac probably getting there, probably taking another step forward this year on the high end of that level. DJ Augustine certainly played on the, on the higher end of that level last year. And we still don't know what Mobamba is. So there, there is the seeds, at least, of this team being better. But when you open up NBA 2K20, whenever you buy it or download it, whenever you download it, I would suspect that you're going to see a team that is good, certainly in the middle of the pack in the league, but not full of the top-end guys. Again, that's something that we understand. Now, I could, I, I, I'm not going to say to pretend to know how NBA 2K comes up with their formulas or talk about it that much because this is all a little bit of a distraction. Of course, it's it's fun, pulpy stuff, and if you know me, I'm not super into the pulpy stuff. But I do think it says something 
I don't think that this is without some merit because there is some science behind how these ratings are devised. And I, I play the game. I play the game enough to know, you know, what the difference is between this quality of player and that quality of player in the game. And again, it's pretty spot on, at least until you get into my team and you're looking at some of the more ridiculous uh, ratings that they give certain players. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that moment's Etwan Moore card right now. Or that 89-rated Mo Bamba that they have. That's like Mo Bamba as, as, as we all hope he can be. It's... It definitely says something about this team. That again, it has a lot of really solid players. Good players. But not a lot of great players still. And that's going to inform how we discuss the 2020 season or how we project and predict the 2020 season because now that the dust is beginning to settle and the ground's beginning to firm up after a, a crazy off season now we have to think about okay what is the magic's place in this world where do the magic fit in in this reality and with a roster that is still very young, you know, I think we, we I think we can expect Nikola Vucevic to hold steady where he's at and, and be what he was last and be, if not what he was last year, then a half step below. I, I I'm I'm still very optimistic on Vucevic. I think we can expect Aaron Gordon to take a step up. I think we can take expect Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba to take a step up. I think we can expect Fultz to contribute something. I'm not saying he's gonna be a starter like Karan Butler did, but I, I think he will contribute something to this team. I think we can expect Evan Fournier to bounce back a little bit. For Ross to maybe not be all that he was last year, but certainly a very solid player. We can expect consistency from Augustine, from Aminu. This is an interesting team. And one that's starting to be very hard to predict. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, it is far too early to say with any certainty what's going to happen in the 2020 season. Far too early. we still got a World Cup to get through, and, and I think we'll get an eye on Evan Fournier and an eye on Nikola Vucevic and an eye on Alfred Camino there, as well as plenty of other quality players. we still got a training camp. we still got to see how this team actually comes together, whether they can maintain a lot of the momentum. And, you know, even last year, I think we could say that there were two different Magic teams the one that was figuring itself out in those early days, and the one that played like one of the best teams in the league. And let's be frank. Those last 31 games, the Magic were one of the best teams in the league. But doing that over 31 games is different than doing it over 82. Doing it when everyone knows you're coming, when they have the playoff tape to watch, is different. And... No matter how much the Magic have some stability and consistency now, every season is different. 
no season plays out the same. That's the truth. Each season is going to come with its own challenges, whether it be injuries or, or even just problem of more, of you know Aaron Gordon trying to assert himself more, taking shots away from Vucevic, and 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 what that does to the offense. These are all parts of the equation that we can't foresee. But a consensus is beginning to emerge a little bit. Through some of the early power rankings that I've seen, whether it's from ESPN or NBC Sports or or wherever, it is starting to look like that most people believe the Magic will be about what they were last year. I guess that's what happens when you don't make any major moves. I've seen in some of these power rankings, the Magic and the low teens, I've never, I haven't seen them lower than 20 or 21, but they're a team that's going to be right in the middle of the pack in the league. And, yes, on the edges and borders of the playoffs. I've, I've, I said this throughout the whole offseason to this point. There is no guarantee the Magic make it back. They can bring everyone back, which they have. They could run this whole thing back. And it's no guarantee that things end up the same. They certainly took people by surprise early on in that 22-9 and run, but that's not the whole story. That's not the whole trip. The Magic have to do that over an 82-game season, but... They certainly should expect to win at least 38 games to not take too far of a step back, barring catastrophic injury, which again, I would argue, I would again say that the margin for error for this team, at least as as we're currently looking at things, is not particularly big. The margin for error for this team is still pretty small. This team could take that big step forward or they could fall apart again. And that line between doing so or not, I think, is still pretty thin. However, I would also argue this. The chance for the team to take a big leap forward is pretty great too. I think this team, as currently constructed, as they've been built, is just as likely or is more likely to win 50 games than it would be to win only 30. I think they're closer to success than they are to ruin. So listening to a, uh, an episode of The Low Post, and Zach Lowe said, like, you know, look, you look at the Magic, you know, they won 42 games last year. He, he, did, he got the number wrong, but I'll, I'll, let, I'll let that slide. They could end up winning. They could end up being the team that takes the leap. They could end up being a team that is looking around at the trade deadline and saying, we should go for it a little bit more. There are certainly people in the NBA circles that believe the Magic are a capable team. Again, like I said when I was reviewing the 2K ratings, or potential 2K ratings because they're not official yet, there are a lot of solid players on this team. There are also a lot of wild cards. Aaron Gordon, I think, is a wild card. We've been waiting for his star turn. We thought it would come last year. It could come this year. Coming off again, what I thought was his best season of his career, most well-rounded career of the, uh, season of his career. Jonathan Isaac could take that next step. 
as, as Steve Clifford said uh, during Summer League, he thinks Isaac has made, at least from what he's seen, the biggest gain so far this season. And again, this is really his first true summer for the Orlando Magic after playing last year. We don't know what Markel Fultz is. And if you believe Karan Butler, who on an NBA TV broadcast claimed that Fultz will be the starter on day one, that he is playing that well. I'm skeptical of that because the Magic like to bring guys slowly, but if he wins the spot, he wins the spot. And again, he could be very, very good. But again, I would treat this year as if he were a rookie. 538, the stats site, came out with its early NBA predictions. It ran its numbers and its simulations. And they are very high on the Orlando Magic. According to 538's projections, the Magic are the sixth seed, I believe. Winning 42 games once again. Perhaps a sign of how bad the East could be that the Magic could stand pretty still and get a pretty decent seed in the playoffs. He gives the Magic, or they give the Magic under their projections using their Carmelo uh, rating, a 76% chance of making the playoffs. That feels high for sure. And they have the Magic ahead of the Nets, which I find a little skeptical even even with Kevin Durant's injury. But the Magic are a team that projects well, that tracks well, that does have a little bit of a higher ceiling than perhaps everyone's giving giving them credit for. Now, Orlando has its work cut out for it. You know, they, they're, 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 in, in this simulation, they're the sixth seed because they're more solid than everyone else. And again, the Eastern Conference, as the Magic proved last year, you go 22-9, and nine, you have a, a month and a half where you're just unbeatable, you're going to make the playoffs most, more likely than not. It, it really takes five or six really, really good weeks and treading water the rest of the, rest of the season to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. That's the reality of things. And... At the very least, I think we should expect Orlando will be in that playoff race, again, barring catastrophic injury. And I argue this team has more depth where, you know, you know, they could withstand some injuries. They can be a little more patient with some of their some of their veteran players who might get hurt. Because they have guys who can step in a little bit better now. But I would argue here that when it comes to the Orlando Magic and what we can expect in the 2020 season, it's that that they are a solid enough team that the playoffs are a realistic goal once again. Not just because we know that this team can make the playoffs, but even amongst the new picture of the Eastern Conference with Chicago making moves that a lot of people think will make them better, with Detroit being... Detroit, which is, again, a playoff team like the Orlando was last year. Indiana dealing with their injuries. Atlanta perhaps inching ahead a little bit, getting a little bit better. Um, You know, Washington. You know, if Isaiah Thomas is healthy, that team looks a lot scarier now. I don't know if Isaiah Thomas is ever going to be healthy like he was in Boston, but 
they brought some veterans in that, that you know they could afford to take a little bit of a flyer on, and they've got Bradley Beal, who's a very good player. Even in this new landscape of the Eastern Conference, Orlando is still a capable team. It's still a team that should consider itself a playoff team and should compete for one of those playoff spots. Now, how high can they get? How good they can be? That part is still completely unwritten and completely unpredictable at this point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprmd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.